Welcome to the Menstruality Podcast, where we share inspiring conversations about the power of menstrual cycle awareness and conscious menopause. This podcast is brought to you by Red School, where we're training the menstruality leaders of the future. I'm your host, Sophie Jane Hardy, and I'll be joined often by Red School's founders, Alexandra and Shani, as well as an inspiring group of pioneers, activists, changemakers, and creatives to explore how you can unashamedly claim the power of the menstrual cycle to activate your unique form of leadership for yourself, your community, and the world. Hey there, how's it going? Thank you so much for joining me today for the podcast. I loved this conversation. It was so moving, so profound. Gemma and Sophia were so generous. What we're exploring is what happens when two people go through the spiritual initiation of menopause as a couple. Anthropologist, facilitator, writer and mother Sophia Style and meditation teacher, pilgrim and death doula Gemma Polo invite us into some of their most intimate moments of challenge, conflict and connection from the past eight years since they met, fell in love, built a life together in Spain, co-parented their children and more recently have been navigating the five phases of menopause alongside each other. There's laughter, there's tears and I think what emerges most is some really beautiful guidance and advice for anyone who is navigating menopause through intimate relationship. Sophia and Gemma, thank you so, so much for joining me on the podcast today. I have so many questions for you. Um, I really appreciate you being here. And I wanted to start by asking you both where you feel you're at in your menopause process and how it's showing up for you at the moment how are you feeling with it how are you navigating it well thanks very much for the invitation Sophie well I'm about to turn 49 and my cycles are are very irregular I really don't know when my next bleed will be and yeah the last year has been especially intense feeling really a lot of big, big changes, uh, feels like a, a huge kind of shake-up time um, and really feeling that I'm starting to to say goodbye to my cycle, which has been and a big part of my identity and um, and my work. And so, yeah, it's um, definitely right in the midst of perimenopause. Yeah. Mm, thank you. So I I feel like being stuck in the uh, premenstrual uh, part of the cycle, but uh, like ongoingly, like <laughs> nonstop, just stuck there. So the irritable, irritable feeling, and then observing the changes in the body, like more and more. Like um, yeah, so I I, I feel here now just um, seeing how the body changes and realizing that this doesn't have a way back that this is how it's going to be (laughs) it's going to go more in this direction so that's yeah a shock and something to to hold somehow 
constantly. Yes. Yeah. And I've heard that so many times from people in the Red School community that they feel in perpetual autumn, inner autumn. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Which I imagine poses some interesting challenges. <laughs> you know, we're, we're both in the depths of autumn. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be really great to hear some of your story of how you met and your love, just so we can, yeah, have the context for the conversation. So would you mind sharing your your love story? Um, we met when I was 40 and Gemma, you were 38, like near about just over eight years ago, through a mutual friend. And you came to um, a workshop I was giving on the, the menstrual cycle and womb connection. And yeah, there was just a very, very clear uh, connection from that day. And then gradually, well, you came on the... Yeah, I had to register to, to this course so that I could get closer to her. <laughs> <laughs> so whole year mm-hmm. of commitment. <laughs> And you are now living together in Spain and you have created courses and trainings together with the this organization that you've created, Mujer Cyclica? Yeah, what we've created together is, is really bringing together our two parts. Mujer Cyclica or, or Cyclical Woman is the project that I've been um, working with here in Spain for over 10 years. And then Gemma, you've come from the whole meditation yeah, like a big organization that I have created together with two friends called Open Dharma. And then separating from that into my own little project called Gemma Polo Pujol, where really like just um, about meditation and deep rest uh, in nature. So so these two, the cyclical woman and this uh, meditation universe like just coming together into and we started creating something different things from this merging (laughs) wow what a potent combination i've heard of open dharma Mm. yeah you you ran retreats and there was lots of lying down meditation and and rest oh yeah I heard about I thought oh that sounds like heaven right okay I'm so (laughs) coming to visit you too (laughs) yeah when my friend told me about this um lying down meditation before meeting Gemma I was like oh I need that so much (laughs) so it's been very fertile at lots of levels meeting each other and and also we, we met, we both had um, small children and have brought them together. We, we shortly after meeting decided to live together and everyone said, no, don't move in with each other's kids, you're crazy. <laughs> but it was just such a strong feeling that we wanted to live together and, and yeah, share at all levels. Mm. Um, yeah it was an intense passionate meeting (laughs) wow I can feel it I've got shivers hearing about it because I can see there are so many levels Mm -hmm. here you know and in terms of our conversation so many different threads we can pull on because I'm really hearing that your callings came Mm -hmm. together and synergized in a really powerful way and then parenting together Mm -hmm. alongside that and now your kids are teenage right yes Mm. (laughs) whoa like teenagers alongside menopause yeah Yeah, Yeah, there we are (laughs) yeah 
wow okay so in your work together in your relationship how did you experience cycle awareness together when you were experiencing more regular cycles how was that um beneficial or supportive for your relationship or how did that come into your relationship well I think my experience of the menstrual cycle and and I think hence um, clearly my my work in this direction has always been very intense from from teenage years I, I felt so strongly the phases and the changes and um so that's really characterized me and and so I brought that very much in uh, to our relation and and it was interesting to me to meet Gemma who I, I feel you have had it yeah not this such an intense um changeable cycle Gemma it feels like you came from a different <laughs> way of living yeah um, beyond the, that that day that one day before the period which was crazy uh, other than that, um, I, I never felt like particularly cyclical or moody or it didn't, I didn't feel it affected me that much. So for me to meet Sophia was to meet also a whole universe, like where uh, all the emotional state and everything, all the moods and everything were like go- going around the, the, the cycle. So to be able to understand this or to support uh yeah all those changes um even without understanding you know understanding i could get the sense i felt like very much like a man basically (laughs) observing that and having a sense of that but not really fully living it in myself so uh yeah it was um yeah a whole experience of uh finding a way to to communicate and to understand okay now she is here she is there so now needs space now needs uh, attention now <laughs> what is this no like uh, yeah mm. well I think that it also helped me to that whole awareness of how to communicate where I am what I need and it felt um that it was very Easy. There, there was a, a deeper level of, sort of understanding and, and acceptance that I felt, even though Gemma, mm, you, you know, you didn't live your cycle in the same way as I did, but there was this sort of underlying sense of connection or understanding that I felt was really helpful and oh, made me feel I could really, um, yeah, trust at a, at a deeper level. Um, open to what was happening to me in my um, roller coasters. <laughs> mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing is that there's this really deep curiosity in you, Gemma, and the a love in you that means that you're like you know you're leaning into the changes as they as they go, and mm. I imagine for you, Sophia, that creates a container or perhaps safety, perhaps depth, like that Mm. love and that holding and that witnessing. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting because actually that dynamic or what we, what work, what what brought up in our relationship is the same as uh, uh, of what we 
um, created together also. Like that sense of my whole work is to come from, uh, to look at the light in the center. Like the, the meditation is to, for me, is to really go into this light in the center, this place that doesn't move, that is there no matter what, you know. And all her work, all her journey is to really understand the, the going around, like deeply, the, the, the depths of going around and honoring that. So in our meeting, uh, it, it happened. That was exactly what helped. Mm -hmm. I, I think you could give me, offer me in our living together um, that sense of the cyclicity, you know, the, the going around. And it's a lot for me, a lot of uh, tuning into humanness, which I was very much in the spiritual world. So for me, like living with Sophia is a, a lot like a deep journey of becoming human, like going and understanding what it is really <laughs> in that sense of going around, you know. Yeah, I think um, meeting with, with Gemma and our relationship and living day to day, year to year, it's like, has helped me to um, cultivate more that that part in me that can um, observe in a loving way my own cycle and changes. And, and I feel like I've come to a, a, a deeper level of, of acceptance. And that has helped so much for moving into the menopause ha yeah having this basis of a much more loving acceptance of my cycle I mean that that was already there but I feel like meeting Gemma and what emerged through our relationship already took that to a deeper level and that has been so I mean but moving into menopause has actually brought all of that to a another whole level <laughs> of in terms of the places that it's taken us and the acceptance and what's come up. I mean, it, that has yeah brought challenges we weren't expecting, I would say. <laughs> I was so moved and touched when you were talking about your work has been looking at the kind of still point light in the centre and Sophia's has been the cycling and feeling that union such a medicine in what you were sharing what would you say has been the the core challenges that have come up or what has been stirred as as the cycles have started to change and as menopause takes you hmm. uh, in the beginning it was a bit like being out of control like not knowing what will happen at least before it was like once a month was clear and okay I'm feeling all this because my period is coming. So that's, that is a reason. And, and this will pass, right? But then suddenly, as I am stuck in this one premenstrual state, that doesn't, doesn't go away. So one thing that is very difficult for me is the sense of, yeah, this being out of control or a sense of losing the, the, the discipline capacity somehow, as if the hormones run over my, uh, my decisions made by the head, you know, or for example, like, uh, I, okay, we, we make these great decisions, okay, we will not eat this, or we will not do that. And of course, we just, we, we just 
you know, <laughs> like so many times. But coming from the meditation world, it's like I was used to, okay, I do the, I say this and I do this, right? <laughs> and now it's like I, I say this and I don't do it, you know? And that is a, is a, uh, is a difficult place to be, the sense of being out of control. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the beautiful thing is that it feels that we are both in that, so we can, in a way, laugh about it. You know, we, we mm-hmm. there is this um, complicity. You say mm-hmm. that this complicity, this where we can and, and we enjoy that. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a uh, uh, a beautiful treasure mm-hmm. that that we have. You know, that we we don't usually we don't judge. <laughs> when the other is jumping that, which we said we will do, but actually quite often just joining in that. <laughs> and yeah, that, that helps. For me, one of the really big changes of, of this transition into the perimenopause was um, the first years of our relation um, was this desire to just be together you know as much as possible and we really just threw ourselves into motherhood and working together um and living together and not having a dog and a cat and it was just yeah very um fused <laughs> yeah just some really beautiful years of, of sharing at lots of levels and then suddenly probably over the last two years but especially all of last year I felt this strong need to to be much more on my own. Some big changes happened with our with our children and in the household. My son went to live most of the time with his father, and then I was at home with with Gemma's children, and and I could just feel this estrogen levels dropping and just having no desire to be looking after her children or you know washing their clothes or it was this really strong need to um, have time for myself even there was one point in I was taking part in the the menopause course that Alexandra and Shani offered last autumn and they were spoke about the moment of wanting to you know, set the house on fire and and just leave all your responsibilities. You know, and I really felt that suddenly this this burden of the house, the routine, the the, the kids, the, even just our relationship suddenly it went to a different place. Um, and I think that was quite a surprise to you as well <laughs> that I was suddenly wanting a lot or needing a lot more space. Hmm. Yeah, it was shocking. It was both, not the shock, the shock of suddenly she wanted always to be with me, and suddenly you didn't want to. <laughs> it's like, what is this, you know? And here I had to to do the exercise of really understanding that this is not personal, and I think that's a big part of it. Because if I would get into this is personal, then would be like dramatic, no? This is like, oh, what I have done wrong, or so. In that sense, it helped a lot to have this, to be able to name it. No, okay, mm-hmm. that must be <laughs> what they talk about. <laughs> this must be like the entering of this stage of the pre perimenopause, and this is what happens. So, 
naming it, understanding it helped me to not take it personally. And then um, I could, from this place, offer this space. And it so happened that then by offering this space also, I got more in touch with, again, with my essence, you know, which I never kind of um, forgotten, but, you know, to, to really had the chance to go back more mm. deeply into my essence. Yeah, my, yeah. Mm, fascinating how was that to communicate that what helped in terms of communicating I need space right now and then managing the shock that came up because I know in my relationship it's it's just very hard to not take it personally yeah because um, I'm the one that generally needs more space usually around day 21 day 22 day 23 and mm. it's hard for aid to not take that personally so I know you said you naming it really helped, Gemma, but what helped in the communication there? I think that's been one of the, the main things we've realised over the last year or two is that, yeah, we, we've had to give more priority to um, to speaking, to listening and, and creating a space to communicate and not let things build up. That is vital. And in those times that sometimes we create between the, the two of us and we've also um decided to to go back to having a, a space with a, a therapist once a, once a month we have this space where there's a third person there you know, listening kind of holding the space for us which has also been really helpful so kind of actively creating times where we can go deeper and, and and express yeah those needs or that that vulnerability or anger um all those things that are kind of bubbling under the surface uh, and I've especially had to yeah I think go through a, a very deep pattern has come up for me with the the menopause of when I'm having an em- intensely emotional experience or, or feeling um unsettled or yeah some reaction is happening inside it for me there's this old pattern of of closing down and withdrawing when that's happening it was very powerful in one of the therapy sessions I mean Gemma really expressed how deeply painful that was for her when I withdraw and shut down she you know doesn't know what's happening or you know where what she done you know (laughs) I realised I need to take a new step of really communicating when that's happening to me, even if I don't, in that moment, really understand what I'm what, what's happening. <laughs> but to be able to tell Gemma, I'm I'm having a really strong emotional um, process, and I need space, and um, and I think that's helped mm. a lot. <laughs> it's been a, actually a big a big change. Yeah. And we, we do have this trick that we call it the chestnut, the chestnut moment, because we, we have a chestnut oh, great. in our, <laughs> one it. of our altars. <laughs> and that's, you know, when there is something that is cooking, I mean, we need to talk about. Um, we send ourselves to the chestnut uh, place. So, um, yeah, when you hold the chestnut, you, you have the rights to talk and the other cannot say anything. <laughs> 
and then okay <laughs> so that's that's very helpful like having these basic clear rules where things can be said even if they are painful and then yeah sometimes by saying it um it gets solved or sometimes it doesn't but at least we we have to hear each other mm-hmm. and that in itself is healing it's yeah. mm. so helpful to have that physical object to hold mm-hmm. to anchor it all in a, a containment yeah wow Sophia it sounds like menopause is taking you right into the center of that pattern that mm-hmm. shut down mm-hmm. pattern mm-hmm. I mean this is we're getting really personal here so you know mm-hmm. just go with me or, or or you know say no let's, let's pause if you want to but I just I guess I'm curious about what you feel is being revealed to you there you know how yeah what what are you seeing about that pattern or what are you seeing that wants to be healed or explored or sort of what's 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 menopause showing you there yeah I'm seeing like with such clarity and another level this um yeah pattern that is very much in my family um of silencing things that um have upset me um I'm just pushing them down and then then there's the explosion there's the kind of withdrawing but then at some point yeah there's a a volcano (laughs) you know if it really if I let it build up a long time and I mean that's been with me you know through my life but it's like now that the also the levels of anger that I've connected to have been really very very intense and um so yeah it's it's really feels like just seeing uh all these parts um patterns and and survival strategies and and very old wounds have have come up to a whole another level and I I really feel that it's an incredible opportunity to yeah to give all of that space it is for me totally like an an underworld journey I'm what's helping me so much is the the Inanna myth (laughs) I'm really like going very deep with that is and I really feel like it's for me it's meeting that dark sister and all those parts of me that, um, you know, even though I've, you know, been working with my cycle for for so many years, it just feels like a whole nother level of of depth into the the dark places that I I don't haven't wanted to really show, and I I can't hide them anymore. And it's just this feeling of masks dropping and drop like more and more, like you know, questioning, I'm, I'm questioning like everything it feels like, you know, even my work, is this really what I want to be doing? My role as a mother is, it feels in huge transition. It's like really layers and layers and layers. And for me, the the the, the beauty of, of sharing this journey with Gemma is the feeling that as a couple, we've, we got to some really, painful difficult places 
there was one whole issue around our our shared economy and and that's had to change a lot with the changes with my son and in general it just felt like it was a time we had to really revise some areas about our you know economic agreements and it was amazing what that touched that uh you know in both of us really deep deep um places and it's like we can't ignore you know it's it's the sense that uh, we have to look at this um and it's really can be so uncomfortable i mean we we got to uh some <laughs> You know, the chestnut sometimes, you know, the one holds and the other listens. Sometimes you just want to throw the chestnut. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, there have been a few flying chestnut moments. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to experience more holding and support through your menopause process, Alexandra and Shani's book, Wise Power, would be a great companion for you. And chapter 21 explores the new levels of depth that menopause can open up in intimate relationships. And if you, like Sophia and Gemma, are working on something meaningful at the moment and would appreciate some cycle-aware support for your creative process, we invite you to join our Your Creative Power program in September. In many ways, this course is a kind of guidebook for post-menopause life, a way of holding you through all you're creating in your third act for yourself, your work, your family, your community, and everything you're caring for in the world. You can find out more about the course at redschool.net forward slash creativity. That's redschool.net forward slash creativity. Feeling your togetherness and especially the context within which you live spiritually, it's like I can so tangibly feel menopause as a as an evolutionary force. You know the yeah. way you describe it, or an evolutionary power mm-hmm. that's taking you both into like back to the humanness that you were speaking about, Gemma. Earlier, it's like taking you right into that. You know the very the most human place really of how do we survive together? Because I think that's what the money piece touches in us isn't it it's the the survival piece and um yeah how how have the flying chestnut moments been for you Gemma (laughs) well I'm I'm very very Spanish very Latin so also we are very different we have we come from different backgrounds different cultures so that um her sense of holding things and and keeping things is I, I don't feel this way. No, I, I just almost the opposite. I would just say something, and that's and that's all. That's all. There's nothing behind. It's just like out. <laughs> so very different way of, of uh, dealing with it. So for me, um, yeah, it's just this. This uh, throwing the chestnut would be just throwing the chestnut. That is not. <laughs> that's all. You know. <laughs> so. But yeah, the, the irritability and the whole, um, for me, it goes back to, to to the essence again and again. No, this sense of uh, I'm not here to 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 lose my time. That had been like a an ongoing uh, sentence or call for me all through my life, and it has to do with 
death, my experience of um, death and um, yeah, and how, how I live life has this touch of intensity in the sense that I, I do feel that everything has to make sense, <laughs> like constantly. So in, in this is um, uh, with the menopause, it comes for me like this sense of uh, urgency again. And even though I never moved really out of that, it is coming back with more, more strength. Also with the kids growing, there is more sense of like going back to 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 my power <laughs> and to what I really want to do in a more crazy way. So, mm. uh, yeah, so we could say a bit of impatience. So when those moments of uh, going around with all these uh, emotional states and there's something in me that uh, gets impatient. It's like, come on, like, we are not here to do all this. Let's just go to the essence. <laughs> and, yes. and that's, uh, yeah, that's tricky. You know, that really like hold, somehow hold back and understand that we have different um, speed <laughs> or different ways of, uh, yeah, uh, going through mm. all these changes inside. Mm. But yeah, that mm. came up strongly, I think. Your, I feel you have got also more reactive, mm. or, and yeah, more like, um, yeah, not not willing. I mean, in in, in the sense that that's also been a strong invitation, you know, from that place of realizing how, um, yeah, what what's going on in me can be really affecting or or hurting Gemma it was like you really said that so clearly so it even though I mean I was feeling that that all, the the everything coming up I I want it felt like a great opportunity to to go to a deeper level with um those mm, painful parts coming up um that was like even more clear that that I needed to do that being in relationship in in the menopause it is like it's not just it's not just me and and me dealing yeah. it's it's how how is it affecting our relation also with my son um with Gemma's children you know it's living with other people uh really means I I feel a whole another level of of yeah embracing all of this because it you know it, it has an, an effect on on the people yes. we love and sometimes can be very destructive um, yeah uh, well there was a, a I felt a, an important moment as well one one evening I think because for Gemma's children it was like suddenly my son was hardly ever here and and I was I I felt they could clearly pick up that it was difficult for me to, I really couldn't find my place suddenly it was like my mother role was no longer here uh, in our home in a clear way and Gemma was in her mother role and and this feeling of kind of not wanting to be me in, in you know with Gemma and her kids and and the, there was a point where I, I just needed to 
express that probably in a bit of a, a clumsy way, but I felt like I needed to say to Gemma's children, you know, I'm finding it really hard that um, Mark isn't here, my son isn't here anymore. Um, and then somehow um, you remind me, you know, of the fact that he's not here anymore. So, and I think it was like a real relief for them to, to hear that. Yeah, but it, it really is this, it combines with this, um, yeah, letting go of of having, you know, that role of, of caring, um, that, all that that takes up, you know, having, yeah, your child every day. <laughs> it's like that happened earlier than I was expecting as well, that my son went to live with, mostly with his dad. Um so yeah, that's really moved a lot of things because Gemma's in in a different stage. She's, her daughter is um, twelve now, and my son is nearly seventeen. And so yeah, it feels like we're in different stages of motherhood as well. And mm. yeah, mm. and then how this uh, instinct, this animal within, this wolf within, comes? No, also we we. That had been also very challenging. How we we both were able to feel this wolf inside, ready to protect our kids. Like I will protect my kids, it will protect your kid. And then that that is very challenging. Also to see like that there is all this love, but also ultimately like we are wolves. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we are going to fight for our kids, and that's mm-hmm. that's there. That's also that human humanness, no? Just just right there, like in a very strong way, yeah. And I noticed that when when all this emotionality or all this, um, yeah, going around or this, yeah, when you get into you know the, the, this this world and how it affects exactly how it affects, I could handle it. Um, I don't like it and it's painful, but I could handle it. When, but when I feel that this affects my kids, then it, what comes is this, the wolf, like the, the the warrior, like they don't deserve that. And I I feel I have to protect them from, from the, this um, uh, emotional kind of universe, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for um, inviting us into this experience because I know that people will be relating that are listening um, with all these sort of multiple levels of dynamic. But what one thing I'm really um, drawn to, Sophia, is the fact that coming back to the Anana myth again, this underworld place, the mm-hmm. fact that you really are in the underworld with this right now and together you're in the underworld um and you know how inana we we actually did an episode about um the inana myth recently with carly mountain so mm. for people who want to hear more about that they can go back and listen but one of the parts of the myth isn't it that inana needs to remove all of her mm-hmm. identities that yeah. show up as sort of her sort of armor or the things that she's wearing and i'm hearing that that mo- part of that motherhood identity being removed has been a big part of this 
this initiation and um yeah how does that land with you yeah I, I I'm still um finding my way with that and um yeah there are still times when I'm I feel like you know what's my place here you know in in our relation with Gemma's children in in the stage that they are at and and I'm still touching these layers of of grief and realizing that you know yeah a chapter is closing with my son although within all of this um one of the one kind of change that we found could support um is that sometimes i'm i'm going to stay in the, in a flat in the village where my son lives with his dad and that's kind of jointly given our relationship some space and given me some more time just with my son and and it feels like our relation you know, my relationship with with mark is is also in in massive transformation and he just seeing him becoming independent and and yeah that's all going to a new level but un- underneath there really is this um it just feels like it's a time that i i need to give myself space to to just wail and cry you know like you know like Arishkugal does it's it, it's like and I can feel that there are um, yeah really parts of me that just need in fact I'm, I'm gonna create that that space I mean it, it's coming up but I, I also feel I need to just give myself space and I'm gonna do that with my my birthday coming up a, a ritual that for me I just need to give myself space to 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 cry or scream or just name what it, all those parts that I feel are dying at the moment and yeah the mother role is definitely one of them mm. and and so is the the woman the 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 part of me that's pushed you know the the the, um, the perfectionist the pushing the the needing to somehow prove something at some level uh, through what I do and and um and that's just really um, melting away but it, it's also it's so familiar it's, it, it, there is this part of like my body is it, that's it. another part of this change is how I think we both how the my body is speaking so clearly about what I can or cannot sustain or or, or you know how I I can't carry on you know pushing through or you know hours on the computer it's like a whole new voice coming through saying no stop you cannot carry on this this rhythm you know it's 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 a different time now. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, that feels like a different level of that protective wolf that you were speaking about, like the protective mm-hmm. wolf of the body going, uh-uh, yeah. no more of this yeah, crazy exactly. pushing that we, yeah. we're just so inside of. It's just the water we're swimming in so many ways in the culture, isn't it? Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, Sophia. I feel like so often we, we're reporting back from the other side of the death 
and rebirth process. You know, so often we hear the, oh, that was really hard, but now la la la. And what we don't get anywhere near enough of is to to hear from people who are in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of funny, but not funny. But as Alexandra always says, the death part of the death and rebirth just feels like death. Mm-hmm. It's like, it. it's not like, oh, I feel really shit, but it's okay because I'll be reborn soon. Like you don't have that feeling, right? You're just in the middle of these things, mm. melting away, burning away. Mm. Um, so thank you for letting us be in in there with you. And you've named some really um, powerful sort of different structures and things that are helping you. But I wonder if there's, if you could share something of what's helping you to be in the death part of the death and rebirth process big question mm-hmm. listeners she just looked to Gemma <laughs> <laughs> well it was coming to me like um one thing that is being very helpful and it's very helpful right now is the the having a vision together I think that that helps us a lot like we have this this yeah, this little place in the mountains where we are envisioning like just to live there one day or just prepare it for receiving some people. Uh, and it means it has to do with this change of life and it has to do with this listening to this need of our body right now to stop doing things a certain way. And, and it has to do also with this moment of starting to let go of our kids, you know, in, you know, in different, they're in different ages, but also like um, I'm also starting to to let go of, of the kids. And that, that helps us a lot. I find like to, to, to have this vision together and to actively uh, put energy into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it feels like that's, there and it's like this uh seed or yeah something that i feel is is taking is yeah taking form and i really feel like everything's falling apart inside <laughs> and it was there was one i remember we were sitting on our terrace and i was just Gemma this is really really a horrible place to be in I feel just you know I don't know what is going on where I'm going and and she's Gemma's like this is a this is so beautiful you like I don't know what you said but it's like this is real you you're you're so real now (laughs) now it's not a beautiful place (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea you know what the next steps are and I, I went on this course recently and at the end they gave all of us seeds to plant um in a little pot and and I was like and I said but you know everyone was connecting with with the new and I'm like I just don't know what the new is and it was very symbolic because everyone on there's a whatsapp group from this course and they're all sending photos of their seeds which are just like blooming <laughs> really strong <laughs> and my like lots of seeds and mine had a tiny little 
sprout and it's kind of being eaten by the snails and <laughs> I think well maybe there isn't actually a sprout yet <laughs> I think I feel a bit ashamed I think I will send the photo to the group and say look well um I'm still in the death place <laughs> my my seed I don't know it's it's there but it's underground um and it's yeah it's not a comfortable place because I can see everything that I don't want to carry on, but it's not so obvious how to make the change. This is so strong. I don't know. I don't remember if it was in, yeah, in Wise Power or something about this kind of juggernaut, <laughs> this, you know, huge, like, force of energy that is familiar, uh, the pay, you know, been going at a very fast pace and it's like, yeah, how to stop that, and then what is the new vehicle? I don't, I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, that really makes sense. There's a yeah, there's a juggernaut of what has been, and you and your that's a huge momentum to yeah. be with. And then there's what yeah, not knowing what will come next. And I love that plant and snail story. <laughs> <That's> just, mm. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> loads of things I want to ask you but two sort of final pieces one I keep thinking about rest um because it's come up a lot in the conversation and obviously the open dharma work and your work Gemma is so grounded in rest as is cycle awareness and yeah I'm curious to hear what rest looks like for both of you or what you know what rest practices do you have and how are they helping well for me rest is something also that it it, it does happen um very quick so for me this just these moments of um, placing my hands on my body and just fully giving myself to to the light just uh, totally kind of moving out of the way and just being here as i am Fully. And that, even if it's like for a short moment, it's very, very restoring. Like it's really, it touches a place that is so alive that um, the cells vibrate somehow. And then from there, ah, other things can happen. So, yeah, this rest is uh, very important. But to me now, because of how life is now, it's not like what I had when I was living in India, which was like days and days of lying down meditation day and night. Before being a mother. Before being a mother. <laughs> so now <laughs> it's, it's really like this, this sometimes before going to bed or uh, stealing a moment here and there to just find this this the resting moment in this energetic um, place. Yeah, mm. very important, very restoring. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sophia? Yeah, I, it's like um, stronger and stronger that that need to, to slow down and, and do things from from a different place inside and and yeah needing to I mean it's something that 
is kind of uh, yeah a necessity just to to take time sometimes to just lie down in in bed. And Gemma sometimes comes into her, are you lying down? <laughs> Not very used to seeing me. Is everything okay? <laughs> and actually, I've got a lot um, more lower back pain and coccyx pain lately and it's like my body just saying you know you you can't spend that amount of time sitting uh, um so yeah at, at so many levels i feel that the kind of cry uh, for for rest and slowing down is is really strong and and also being in nature that's like wow um really restorative and this little place that we have with a caravan um in a very wild place is is just being like um a balsam to to go there and simplify i'm i'm also like going through all my possessions my books my clothes it's like this need to get rid of clutter again it's like the the premenstrual phase kind of multiplied by a <laughs> hundred so the, the the clearing out now is like I, I want to go through everything in the house and just reduce, reduce, reduce. And that's also with the vision of going to live in a small space. And that is really helpful, as Gemma said before, having this idea of, of going to a place, yeah, in wild nature and um and yeah, moving away from all the the online work that I've been doing, and to come back to yeah, face to face, small. It's like every I feel everything is taking me back to the the, the small is valuable. Small is beautiful. Uh, I've kind of remembered that that pioneer book from the seventies. That that title is just like ah oh, yeah, because my project has grown a lot. Got, got very yeah big and a team and and the the menopause has meant that that I've had to reduce that I just it just felt out of completely out of sync with my needs now to be having to deal with a whole team um mm. yeah being out out there yeah promoting push it's like no uh, it, so my it feels like my whole work is in a in a time of massive metamorphosis. Um, yeah, and also we've given each other a lot more space. Gemma and I for for the last five years have been working a lot, creating. It's been amazing, fertile, creative time together. And then this year we've consciously decided not to be doing so much together and give each other more space and as, as you said at the beginning Gemma kind of each of us coming back to our essence that that feels like it, the menopause is bringing us that kind of coming back home into ourselves and who we really are now independent like separate you know it, it, it's yeah there's still a, a, a definitely a vision and a and a deep commitment and at the same time we're needing to find ourselves in a new way mm. if people would like to connect with you and hear more about your work what would be a good way to do that or how how could people come and work with you well we have one online course that we've created together uh, which is called medicine woman a journey to your center 
and it very much brings together what has come out in the conversation that the the awareness of the the four phases the four archetypes and we make a, a journey in a in a spiral we actually start in the with the in the autumn go down into the winter and then out again the spring and it ends in the the summer or mother archetype and then all the time there's this focus on the the light in the center um, and that being like the archetype of the the medicine woman as as the part of us who can embrace uh, all the aspects of of who we are and our cycle and yeah we filled it with all kinds of yeah, meditations and rituals and just day-to-day practices that you can do to um, to cultivate that awareness of of all the different parts of ourselves as women and how that can be embraced by that medicine woman part inside of us <laughs> and that starts that the next uh, the next edition will be on the 4th of September and that's on our website cyclicalwoman.com brilliant okay I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes and I'm going to say right now that I'm going to be there because you two together are magic (laughs) this honestly this combination you have I've been so moved and touched so many times just being with you and it's you know I can feel a lot happening in my body Mm. sitting with you both so okay I'm in and everyone come and join me (laughs) (laughs) I yeah really appreciate how deep you've been willing to go and I know I can feel the beneficial impact it will have for our listeners and I'm yeah I'm very very grateful for this time with you it's been very touching for me personally too so thank you yeah thank you for yeah giving us this opportunity to reflect and (laughs) take a bit of a eagle view on what we've been living over the last eight years since we met and fell in love and yeah big adventure <laughs> maybe maybe catch up in a, in a year's time let's see how it's going <laughs> yeah thank you mm. thank you thanks for joining us today i hope that this conversation has been supportive for you if you are currently inside the menopause process and inspiring for you if like me you're looking ahead to what might be happening for you in your menopause process and I really want to thank Gemma and Sophia for being so honest and open and vulnerable with their sharing it was such a gift to us all thank you Sophia and Gemma so that's it for this week I'll be back with you again next week And until then, keep living life according to your own brilliant rhythm.